Hey everyone, it's me, and welcome back to my Best Vintage Life podcast. Hello, Art. Hi, Bridget. My name is Bridget Morawski, and I'm the creative director of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. And this is my co-host, Art. The Hello. man who started it all. That's right. <laughs> the man is... who needed some money. <laughs> the is... man who was eating onions and spinach. Okay. <laughs> needed some meat to go with that. Um, today is a special episode because we are celebrating 10 years of working together. October 21st was our 10-year working anniversary. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sometimes so... it seems like three days, four days. Like, man, I... And sometimes it feels like three lifetimes. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, huh? Yeah. Because yes. sometimes I feel like I can read your mind. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Just, I know like, oh, this is definitely not cute. Don't even waste your time showing it to her. <laughs> That's called <laughs> developing a sense of taste. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, your taste is like phenomenal. So oh, thank you. Yeah. So it's more like. Uh, should I even show this? Then she'll judge me. <laughs> and that has happened before too. Well, 10 years ago, I started working for Urban Outfitters. If you're new to our show or you haven't listened from the beginning, um, I can make it a quick little summary. I started working for Urban uh, in Urban Renewal and I was an assistant buyer and Art was one of my vendors, Baz Brothers. And uh, we started working together then. I was a buyer. He was my supplier. And then eventually I came to the good side and now work as his creative director here in Fresno. And we are a vintage wholesaler. So we sell mostly business to business. But, you know, we also sell. See, that title doesn't just. Retail as well. What? Doesn't do you justice for everything you do here. What? Creative director. Oh. There's so many other things you do. Like what? No, I, I can see a smirk. <laughs> what? Like uh, efficiency expert. Efficiency. Oh, okay, I was I was re- ready for a more smart ass answer. So. Oh no, these were all compliments. Okay. These were to okay. actually say, you know, mm-hmm. even though brought you on for that role. Yeah. But you've also seen needs, and you've just slipped into them, and have done them because you know, as for the growth of the company, it needed to be done. Yeah. Whether it was hiring more intelligent people, uh, more people who understood what we were trying to say and do. And you had like a future vision for the company. Hmm. Even even like in day 30, you're <laughs> like, this isn't going to work for me. So I'm going to make some changes. Well, it wasn't necessarily for me. I knew it was an environment that I I could work in if things changed for the better. I think is a more positive way to say it. I don't do that. You know that. Yeah. I just um, make things better and I listen. There's a fly on my microphone. <laughs> Why sugarcoat it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. It's been it's been a wild ride. So I came here to Fresno to work for art in August of 2016. And I've been here seven years. Um, and I just it's it's insane to think about how much this business has changed. In, in many ways, you know, um, obviously I'm not as involved as you are with the things that your brother does and the big clients that he works with. And that's okay with me because I personally prefer helping smaller businesses and people who are just starting out um, because I can relate to the time when I was, you know, selling vintage on the side to pay my student loans. And um, I just I just feel more connected to people at that level. That's just more of my place. But 
Don't you feel like a sucker paying your student loans? Oh, God, Art. <laughs> you know what? No, I Uncle don't. Uncle Joe would have taken care of it for you. No, I don't. Because I, I, I'm a libertarian. I don't believe, I don't want government help. I want the government to stay the hell out of my I business. Know. And I, I was I'll, proud. My to bad pay for them bringing up. it up. It just was, it just no, cracks I don't, me up. No, I don't need me. any politicians' money. They can shove it up their asses. I hate them all. Yeah. So. No, I don't want to talk about Throw them all in I one don't ship. want to talk about politics. Or no, it wasn't really politics. Don't. I was just talking about, you know. I'm so sick of all these people, you yeah. know. I'm just sick of it. The world's going to shit and no one cares. So, um, now you, I was making a, a nice statement and you... Yeah, you like working with the small people. Yes, because I can. Because I can, you can relate as, as people, I can. Small businesses. And that's how I am too. But at the same time, you know, when you're at the scope of what I do yeah it's like you have to realize like you know unfortunately you can't help everyone and no. that you only have a finite amount of time and when you have realistically we have an infinite amount of product you know you but, that's why uh, it's perfect that like we have a one-two punch but you but you know I mean you see just from this we had a video recently go pretty viral a um hopefully nobody Levi's got sick video <laughs> 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 and I mean the amount of just shitty people that I've had to deal with. You know, I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I mean, last Sunday I woke up to someone calling me a retard and it's just like, I, I don't, you know, or you take bad videos. Yeah. Or, that was the one yesterday. This is great. This is great. But the video could have been better. And it's just like, dude, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm old school. I was raised to have respect for people, not necessarily based on their age, but based off of how hard They've worked to get to where they are. Yeah. And you might make better videos than me, but you know what? I keep my things simple. We do very well. Um, yeah, I don't very need blessed. I don't need special effects. I don't need loud thumping music or whatever in my video. You know, some people put hours into TikToks and reels and they get absolutely no return on it. I keep it simple and people are very happy with, with what we've been doing. So I, yeah, cause going by, ideas. I was just making my point mm -hmm. was you're saying like, we can't work with everyone. I don't want to work with everyone. I don't want to work with somebody. Whoa, who, wait, wait, who are you now? I don't want to work with somebody who calls me something like that. Yeah. How, no, how no. can you call someone no, you, you don't we, know we, that? We are exclusive and we've earned that right to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's failed. Some of these kids, the parents, the teachers, these boys, especially God. I mean, I, <sighs> If you have daughters, teenage daughters, or teenage sons, although most of these guys seem like they'd be extremely bigoted and homophobic, but anyways, just hide your kids, you know? I just can't. Hide your kids, hide your babies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't want to work with everyone. I yeah. uh, I like working. I've developed really strong relationships with people, and that um You know what I really like is how yeah. you kind of get a sense of their taste and style so quickly. And then when you'll see a piece, you'll be like, I just oh, know. this yeah. will be perfect for so-and-so. This will be perfect. And you put it off to the sides. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's. <laughs> she thought I was winking at her, yeah, I was but like, literally I was, I was like, wait. my contact lens was moving around. <laughs> I was like, wait, you tell me I do that. So like, why are you giving me the winky? No. <laughs> It's not the winky. It was a contact lensy. <laughs> I'm like, that actually is what I do. I probably, I'm very proud of that. 
You it's kind of like when I when I stare to focus them, and you think there's something on oh, your the, shoulder. There's a bug on my shoulder yeah. when you look at it. I mean, God, you kill, especially in the summer. Oh, the first time you ever did it, I like jumped back. I'm like, what? What's on my shoulder? And you're just like, oh, I'm trying to focus my eyes. <laughs> okay, sorry. So that wasn't a wink. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to tell a fib about that. I'm I'm oh. proud of. So I was just thinking, like, that. if you're old school, yeah, what am I? Am I in a cave painting on the yeah, walls? Yeah, you are. <laughs> in your loincloth. Yeah. Vegan loincloth. Vegan loincloth, yeah. yeah. Made from... Sustainable. You know I'd be like, put like six pumpkins together, make a big circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Let's like a hula hoop pumpkin. A, a hula hoop pumpkin. No, I mean, I just... I, when I say old school, I just mean, you know, just... Integrity. I've always been an old soul, so I was always a little bit, um, I don't know just hanging back a little bit in terms of my comfort level of time progressing and things quickening and happening faster, you know? Um, and I'm just old school, but I do appreciate social media. I think it can be a really evil thing, a horrible thing, but it can be a really great thing too. It just really depends on your personal ability to monitor yourself and your time on it and how much um, effort you're putting into it. You know, a lot of people, they just put all their eggs into the social media basket and you know what I equated they forget to? about other things. As a hammer. A hammer. What is a hammer? A tool. A tool. Yeah. Right? It's a tool. And a, a hammer can be evil too. Yeah. Because people have used it for evil things, right? Right. So it's the same thing. It's like you have to recognize what it is, mm -hmm. what it could be used for, yeah, and not to let it overtake you with yeah. your original goal. Yeah. So um, here we are, 10 years in, lots of ups and downs. Lots yeah. Of How about like trends? Have you changes. seen anything come back since you've started? Oh God! I mean, or have you seen anything I'm cycle twice? Like, yeah. I mean, I wish we would have talked about this beforehand because I had could have had a nice long list. No, I'm trying we, to think no, of the no, more no lists. <laughs> I could have. I'm trying to think of like the most obvious ones. I mean, I feel like when I first started, military was really strong. The military is consistent. Yeah, but it's the camo that comes it and comes goes. through. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty varied in terms of the camo. Um, yeah. So right now liners are hot. Liners. Yeah, yeah and they had a lull. Liner. They had a lull oh, for absolutely. a few years, but then they they've kind of come back and not really gone away. Um, yeah, a lot of Japanese companies are using them to repurpose some high high end brands here also. Western stuff um, has cycled through a few times. Yep. Oh, God, what else? Same with 501s. Now 501s are going away again, slowly. Yeah. Now we're going back denim, into some denim, flares. Cuts of denim. I would think 517s were huge when I first started. Yeah, and they're huge again now. They're yeah, coming. Yeah, a lot like of demand. Super Bells. And now the sixes. square pants. I like my square pants. Square pants? I call them square pants, but, you know, it'd be like that boxy cut, oh. like a 560, but yeah, it's not tapered. Yeah, I was going to say, like, 550s? Or no, they're five not really square. Square, like, it's square. not tapered at the yeah. bottom. okay. Like yeah. a Jinko. Yeah, um, there's been there's been a lot that's cycled through. I would say, like, if we were at the one to three year mark, not as much, but seven years and certain things have come through at least once, if not twice. Yeah. Um, What's one that you don't want to see come back that we've already had to deal with rugby's you don't like rugby oh because the color rugby bleed so much you hated washing those so much so much you know what my uh, favorite one was mm -hmm. rugby wise 
overdyed, overdyed rugby. ones. Yeah. yeah, the overdyed orders we did. It's so much easier, and they can come out looking really cool. Yeah. I understand. Like, I think it looks really cool. Like, when you see, like, guys or gals playing rugby and they're out in the field, you know, I think it's, like, such a cool look. And obviously not as big of a sport here as it is in um, Europe. I think it depends on the region. Yeah, I guess so. But for sure, like, you know. I don't remember it being big where I grew up. Like, my college had had a rugby team. Field hockey, lacrosse. Field hockey, lacrosse. Rugby, not as much. But it's there. But, you know, it's a cool look. But, like, the... White collar, white stripes, and then bold colors in between. And it's just it's set up for disaster. I mean, that's really when I started using um, the color catch sheets because I was like, I can't do this anymore. Even with color sorting them, you would lose. The The loss was crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't like them for that specific reason. <laughs> I think it is um, a major design flaw. Yeah. What about you? destruction yeah i don't want destruction to come well back. you don't have to do it if you don't want to depends who i do it for you know there's a couple of companies that were actually worth the work and the the fatigue you put yeah. we put our workers and staff into but then there was others it was just too much especially in the summer like literally having the guys do it in the summertime it's just like ugh. Yeah, it's I remember right. when I had a full-time DJ in here. Yeah, spinning. Spinning just to keep <laughs> everybody at a, you know, happy, pain-free pace so we can get units done. I mean, we're doing thousands and thousands, and then you have to wash, and you'd have to clean out the filter so much because you get so much right, of the, because you had to leave a lot yeah. of the blue on, but leave, see some white yep. to make it look natural. Yeah, and then no the whole thanks. warehouse would be filled with it. I remember. And as much as we Tumble would clean, weeds. we're still finding them. Oh, yeah. You will. Yeah. Because not, not everything here is elevated up off the ground. Well, no, you even find them up there. I even had that area tented. Like, you see that big white tent? Yeah. So that's a like a 1950s French, uh, <laughs> French desert tent. Like you're cleaning out the termites? Termite tent? Termite tent, yeah. yeah. So the, and so that whole area was tented off and still stuff kept coming through there's about 14 15 guys back there yeah just grinding grinding yeah um what do you think in the seven years i've been here what was the worst client visit experience we had well there's so many ways to define worst worst could be it was just funny and you hope they never come back no not funny or rude like, just like, oh, God. There's been quite a few of gods, but, <laughs> I mean, to me, like, what the worst is, like, you, I was ready to kick someone's ass kind of thing. That, to me, is, like, the worst. Have we had one of those since I've been I don't here? think you were here. Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. I literally, like, grabbed them and just walked them to the ramp and said, adios. Wow. Um, I mean, worst could be someone letting their dog take a dump in the warehouse and not picking it up well at least you learn from that though you yeah. don't allow dogs anymore right um do you remember the guy that came and he got so hot yeah he had to, he yeah took we talked sh- about him on the bonus episode oh we did yeah Yeah, the chains the chains and the, the chest hair oh, and man. open shirt he was bizarre i just he talked about himself like like with the assumption that he was something or like, you know, he, he 
very well could have been. He was I referred from someone we've right. done a lot of business with. But he was very successful in back east in a different business. And so he wanted to establish a but business. Also in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. No, he's not from the UK. No, I know he wasn't. Yeah. And British, so, but. like, he literally walked around this warehouse <laughs> and picking, like, really cool items and saying, yeah, but if I sell these 300 do you have, can you get more? But I only want to start with 20. I'm like, well, then start with 20. Or if you want to corner the all of it, buy all of it. I'm like, he was nervous that if he sold something, he couldn't get more of it, which was so contrary to how I think. If you have capital, then you buy what's available and you have back stock. Yeah. Right. But he was his concern was if I buy it now, could I get more later? Which to me is like, I just that's why I say good luck. I don't think I we're think you for need you to be like selling new stuff. Then if that's it just I mean, is, honestly, there were certain infinite. categories I was showing him that he was he really liked. Like he liked frisé liners, right? Mm -hmm. Fishtail frisé liners. I literally had four triwalls, which you get about 125, 150. And most people barely can find 10 or 20, right? Yeah. So there's 500 sitting there. And it's something I buy constantly. And I've replenished that stock because we've gone through it so many times. Right. And he's like, well, I don't know if you can get any more. I said, well, how many were you looking for? I'm thinking, you know, do you need another 500? What? No, I just need 20. I'm like, there's 500 here. He's like, yeah, but I don't know if I sell these or you're going to get any more. <laughs> oh, I was like, all right, we're done. We're done. I said, and the thing was, he took the bus up here. I remember. Right. So yeah. I said, hey, what time is that bus picking you up? Because I could take you there. Oh, my God. What a weird Yeah, that thought mentality. Process. Yeah. Yes, that's the one thing that I feel has been consistent the whole time I've been here is people not understanding how to buy not understanding how supply works, weeks of supply. That's why I did the retail math class because, oh my God, it's just like people, they're either, it's too much, not enough. They can't figure out how to hit that sweet spot with their inventory. Yeah. Some people don't know how to scale and their business. It, right. Some people don't know how to scale and they limit themselves. And then some people uh, are scared. Yeah. Which I understand to an extent, you know, it depends on your financial situation, the economic situation of the world at the time. Obviously, the last few years have been tough. Um, but, you know, just people not having a grasp on how to manage that inventory and know, okay, this is what I, I need uh, versus this is what I feel like I need. Well, you should also, like, you know, for me, what I do is... It's very hard to discipline my brother, yeah. but I'm very disciplined in terms of the things I buy are things that are either for immediate orders, immediate requests that are going to be used in the next two to three months, yeah. or opportunities of high quality items that I don't mind sitting on for six months to a year to two because all they're doing is appreciating, right? right? And but you have to also make sure it doesn't interfere with your cash flow of running your business. And like one of these things we just recently did, we bought, that was a big video that Bridget was talking about was we bought almost 2000 pairs of dead stock main USA Levi's jeans that my brother had found. And so, but I did all the processing here, separating everything into the categories and 
one of the reasons we pulled the trigger is we had someone who was requesting, like, if you guys ever find uh, this type of 501 in these colors, I want it and I can pay you X amount. So once we figured out how many pieces were available in this, we're like, okay, the math makes sense. We can do it. And then which would reduce our costs in the others and we can sell them pretty affordable to other people and they'd be able to make money as well. So that's what we've been working on. And I think I'm down to like maybe five or 700 pieces, Yeah, which is, you know, good. And some of them are longer lengths. So I'm going to see if I might do like a little crop on them or maybe just to rehem them. Yeah. No, you know, that was um, an interesting buy. It's also interesting just to get like people's opinions on it, you know? It's, yeah. Like remember like if it's not 501, don't buy it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, I mean, people sell like, so much other people stuff. Have n- people have no idea um, the extent or the scope, I guess, of the business you and your brother have created. You know, it's just so close-minded, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same, like, you know, same mentality as, the like, uh, for something to be vintage, it has to be single-stitch shirt. Yeah. Well, it's not. I know. You know, that's just one criteria. It's like, oh, a biggie is the only thing that's valuable. No, it's not. When yeah, it comes to Levi's like, denim, no, actually, or like have, all biggies, I have plenty of clients who buy five fifties. Um, I yeah. have clients that buy every silhouette of denim. You know, I mean, we have clients that will not touch a five hundred one because nope. their client base, you know, doesn't like them. It's yeah. not very flattering. No, I can't. I have one pair, and that was just like that was a resized pair. That's uh, why. No, no, I, no, no. I I do the resized five fifties. She needs that booty space. Yeah, I need the booty space. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, the tunnel vision, you know, it's, yeah. um, so it's unfortunate. Like, what do you think of business as a whole now? It's like, seems like people are a little bit timid. And for sure, um, our Japanese clients, very timid the last two months. Yep. Like, their spending behavior is probably well, 40 to 50% of normal. I told people during the pandemic that and people were like oh what i told them like this what are you keanu (laughs) what what this is a bubble it's going to be a bubble don't get used to people being able to pay these prices for things this is going to change and people were just like oh i didn't think of it that way i'm like yeah i mean people are getting cut checks and they're not you know they're just spending it on themselves or whatever and like it's like free money and you know, everybody was spending crazy money on stuff, and I knew that that like nothing can, like that can last forever. And people were just kind of looking at me like I was crazy when I said this to them, because people, especially like people I was mentoring at the time when I was still doing mentoring, and um, you know, that's what ended up happening. And now a lot of people are in a weird position. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me in the last few days, few weeks, last month, you know, things are slow and they're embarrassed. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry. That's a lot of people right now. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Like you said, you see it with our Japanese clients. Um, so I think really the people that are going to have the most success now, I mean, obviously we, we, when I first started, it was a gradual climb, you know, the vintage industry was going up and up and up and up and changing for, for the better. And then, um, you have this bubble during the pandemic and now that bubble 
popped. And I think the people that are going to be the most successful going out of the next few years are the ones that can just swallow their pride, tuck away that arrogance. And arrogance, I think, is a huge issue in this industry, going back to the people I was complaining about earlier, you know, just... I don't know. It wasn't like that when I first started doing this. Um, and I think just tucking away their arrogance and saying, okay, I need to reconfigure what I'm doing now and say that time period was lovely when I was getting $150 for a t-shirt, you know, okay, what does that look for like going forward for me? And not everyone's going to be able to, to make it, you know, this isn't for everyone. I think during the pandemic, everybody kind of latched on to it or you know, to me, other little side hustles because they wanted to make extra money. And that's great. I admire the hustle, but um, it's not in the long game. It's not for everyone. Some people look at the things that they do as quick, quick fixes, quick bucks. But you have to approach some things like they're a marathon. And, and the way you do that. You know, I've stressed it so many times in so many episodes is relationships. Have honest, genuine relationships with your clients. And whether you're doing retail or wholesale, people feel more comfortable working with someone who genuinely cares whether you succeed. Like nothing makes me happier when our clients are happy or successful or when I hear that they're opening up another store or they're expanding and you're like, okay, that's awesome. I know in some small way I help that. Yeah. Or others will come flat out tell you, dude, I'm opening up another store because of what you can provide me. I'm like, wow. Okay, no pressure, but I'll do my best. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we've, and, we've become a place for people to scale. Yeah. Um, but like going back to the people who are going to succeed in next two, three years when let's say there's 10 shops fighting that for that one client that's got the hundred bucks is going to be the person who treats that client with respect, has fair pricing and has quality items. Yeah. I mean, that's the formula quality, fair and good. Yeah. Well, and, and the fair part helps you to drive that volume in terms of your sales, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're making 50 bucks on one t-shirt profit, why not make 25 bucks on two shirts? You're still at the same place. Yeah. You know, the numbers still make sense. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, have taken, started taking that approach. They're looking for um, not cheaper items, but more affordable items, you know. Yeah, that sweet spot that we always talk about. Turn around faster. Yeah. Versus something that's going to sit. And just kind of collect dust or become that one piece that you just can't sell. You know what I mean? Bleach it. Bleach it. <laughs> that's my motto. If it's not selling, bleach it. Oh, that's, that's the next one that's coming back, and it's coming back strong. Oh, God. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll take that over, like, paint splatter. What? Yeah, I don't have no paint splatter. I can't do that anymore. No. Hey, Tiff, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff was so good at it, but oh, I just it was can't. like Picasso out there. God, ordering the different colors, the jugs of paint, and trying to figure out how much we need, and uh, the palette—if the palette wasn't going to work, the palette. Yeah, this is the—we were doing a big paint splatter project for a client, and these are the colors that they wanted. And I was trying to find all the paint, and I mean, ultimately, 
I think the first round I went to Michael's here in Fresno, the craft no, store. Allard's. No, I didn't go to Allers. I went, went to, to Michael's. Michael's. Yeah, okay. I can still remember going and getting it. And I was like, okay, the the little bottles they had. I'm like, this isn't gonna, this ain't gonna work. So it was good I, for the sandwich. I had to start ordering it from Amazon because it's like it's Fresno. He can't find anything anywhere in Fresno these days. All our stores. You can't like, find jugs in Fresno. All our stores have shut down, <laughs> so there's very limited places to shop here. Um, so yeah, ten years. I think there was one other thing I was thinking of while you were So are talking. you happy with your 10 years? I haven't heard, boy, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so lucky. I haven't heard any of that. I've I said am, I'm I happy. happy. I'm lucky. Did you? <laughs> yes. No, I am happy. You of make it like, happy. it's been a long fucking 10 years. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, uh, it's, you know, this is the not first the easiest years place were to like, live and work. You know, but the, I love what I do. You have built a brand, lady. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't mean to, but... You know, I came here with the idea that I was going to be making clothes and have a design line. And then I, when I started working with the people we work with, I was like, oh, God, this is not going to work. So I had to do something else that could, you know, drive drive business and, and get us new clients. So that's why I started the podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of just on a You've whim. you beautified upstairs. Yeah. No. that You've made it shop friendly. <laughs> Yeah, and Art's doing massive cleaning right now. It's looking better and better. Oh, it's almost to the point where I could play indoor soccer. Yeah. We can skate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I we can could play I, a little hockey. I was skating earlier, like in the. Yeah, you were doing laps, but, but now we could play some hockey. Yeah, and that was some of those turns were a little treacherous. But, you know, I think we're at a point, too, where we've kind of set a very strong tone with people that we're not going to tolerate messiness and disrespectful behavior from yeah. people. And some people don't do it to be, um, it's, there's like no malintent. They just have their heads up their asses and they're just slobs in life. And that's okay. Some people are slobs. Not everyone can be OCD like me. And you know, you always say that not everyone's you Bridget, but you know, even with people like that with no malintent every now and then it's nice just to be like, Hey, Got to clean up after yourselves. We have two employees and they're busy with other stuff. So it's Art and I, you know, this isn't some warehouse with 50 employees that are picking up the pieces after they fall from your arms, you know, right? get your shit together. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, at first you were a little standoffish about that with me. Um, because you know, you're always like, got to pick your battles, got to pick your battles. But it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think, Asking for a baseline amount of respect from someone is picking a battle. That's just courtesy and decency, in my opinion. I agree. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I... <laughs> wow. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. <laughs> I sense a tone there. Sense a tone. But, you know, we've met a lot of, oh, he's winding up the double dicks. There they go. They've slowed down. I mean, this is a this was a boxed toy from yeah. like the 1980s that yeah. was opened in like the last two years. So, um, I'm I'm very pleased with the amount of new clients we've gained, the amount of um, and the growth of our clients. The growth, too. yeah. Like when we, I keep a tracker of clients. It's a monthly tracker, so I know what month they came, and I also keep a physical like handwritten calendar and and then an amount calendar of like what people spend and the growth has just been within each one 
because their business have have grown. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's you know, I think both ends. I was looking at some of the you know that list you always print out for me when people, and I think at least twelve or fourteen mm-hmm. have opened more shops in the last year, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, you know because one of the things I've always preached is when. Like, you know, during the pandemic when everybody was scared, that's when I was going buy crazy. I was buying everything because everybody was dumping stuff and they were nervous. You didn't have the competition? Well, not that. Some people just, you know, when people are scared is the time to be aggressive. Yeah. I didn't mean like competition, but I mean like people aren't, you know, there's less people out there with their feelers out, you know. Right. Um, Shit, what was I going to say? Oh, man. You forgot something? Yeah. yeah. Where's your list? <laughs> oh, you were talking about people opening up um, more stores, you know, and a lot or of expanding. These, a lot of people have found us through social media, which is super exciting. You know, that organic kind of search, really. Um, they weren't out there looking for us, but they stumbled upon us. You know, I don't understand the organic thing. Organic. Either you find people or you don't. Well, well okay. What if someone recommends you? Uh, is that organic? So, like, non-organic would be, like, paid marketing. We don't... Everything's organic, then. I've never spent a dollar on advertising. No, I know. Word word of mouth, I would say, yeah, that's always been organic. But, I mean, in terms of someone's on their phone and they're on TikTok scrolling through their For You page and they stumble upon us accidentally or because tick, the algorithm is recommending us to them, that's organic. I didn't pay for them to find us. I'm thinking about some of our really good clients from TikTok, you know. Um, Thank you, TikTok. Thank you, TikTok. As much as you are a total creep show, weird app, um, there are, you know, times where I'm like, oh, God, I hate this thing. But, you know, that's that's organic. That person was like, oh, wow, this could be um, like we, for example, we have a client who does a lot of blanks. You know, she saw our video and was like, oh, my God, I need a new supplier. Let me reach out and see if this could work for me. Right? Right. That's organic. That's nothing I I did other than I created a video that found its way to her, and she found her way was to us. Was that the us. blank screen stars and the no, blank T-shirts? No, that was actually the denim. The, oh, the uh, desktop denim. The desktop denim. Yeah, that, one, that series of videos did really well, and it's not anything she buys, but she could see that, obviously, in the where we had a very large warehouse. Yeah. And stuff like that to me is just, it's exciting, you know, because like I said, we didn't pay for it. It's just occurred naturally. Yeah. And I'm otherwise actually, we wouldn't have known that person and, and quite a few other people. Yeah. I'm going to be uh, heading down to LA for a show in a couple of weeks. Been invited by a couple of our <laughs> is clients. This, is this true? Ah, oh, Jesus. Thank he made, you. He made a weird face. I'm not even going to tell you why I made a weird face. No? No. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, Complex Con. Oh, you're going? I'm going because we have, believe it or not, we have four clients who have booths at the show. Yeah. And so to show some support, go down there, walk around, check yeah, it out. Not for me. It's everything I hate about this industry now. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't invite you. <laughs> No, I Maybe don't I can know. drop so you me, off I'm at. Say this. I can drop you off at MoMA. I'm just MoMA, LACMA. There's MoMA too. No, no, MoMA yeah. is in New York City. 
LACMA. No, no. Museum of Modern Art. Is this in New York City? All right, well, catch a flight. <sighs> I don't care. Then I why do they send me emails all the time? I don't know. Huh. They Mo- send me MoMA emails. Design. They have, yeah, they have their design store. Uh, yeah, they send me emails, too. Because I used to be a member, and they're like... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, I don't know. There's just something about this industry that's changed in terms of, like... It's hit the streets. It's repurposing. No, 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 no. It's it's not that. It's just I feel like when I first started, it was people from all different walks of life, all genders, and everybody got along, and there was not this like you know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it now. How it's how it's changed in terms of. Um, there's just a lot of frustrated people out there. You know, they have these people that come into their stores and they act a certain way or people at shows that they're doing, the booths next to them or the booths around them. You hear the complaints about the Rose Bowl. I just, it was always such a peaceful activity to me, being a vintage a, reseller. It was also a community yeah. of, like, of cooperations, hence the word co-op, right? Yeah. So people, like, even when I was doing it we would help set up other people if you saw somebody who couldn't lift something or set up a table right. you walked over and helped but i think it's gotten more cutthroat yeah because of because the people that are attracted to it now are attracted for the money uh-huh. as opposed to the love of the clothing the love of community like oh i love your shirt or you know what i mean and i don't want to talk about the industry in terms of age but i do know just from basic conversations i have with a lot of people people like my age i'm 35 and older um they're just like really disillusioned with a lot of the younger people in the industry now it's the same thing with kids in general they just hasn't been enough ass whooping like (laughs) i think i need to go back to the rose bowl and when these guys pop off smack them upside their heads and I that's mean, what it is. There needs to be discipline. Let's just you say need to I, act right. animals do it. When I have these kids talk to me the way they do, I, um, I'm like, I'm so glad I got out of the teaching industry because I would not have been able to see the deal. problem is they should have let teachers smack them. Like get the ruler out. You know, I did. I will or say like this much. There was bat. a teacher at a school I was at. He said one of the worst things they ever did was take away corporal punishment. <laughs> you need a deterrent, yeah, man. Yeah, and I laughed. I was like, oh, interesting. Maybe guess I'll put times, that in my observation report. <laughs> guess how many times somebody stole something from me at the Rose Bowl? Oh, I'm sure probably never. Once. Once, yeah. And I caught the guy. Yeah. And I picked him up. It was a little Japanese guy. Picked him up, and I threw him against the truck. That's interesting, because in Japan, stealing isn't usually an no. issue. Theft but this guy was a issue. young guy back then. Yeah. So right now, what I'm hearing, it's the young Japanese that are doing the stealing. Wow. Taking carts. That's awful. Yeah. Doing switcheroos on shirts. Yeah, like I said, it's just, it's just the general consensus to me is the people that have been in the industry for a long time are the more like old souls of the industry, not necessarily age, but you know, it's just, they're kind of like, God, you know, do I want to do this anymore? Is this what I, should I just give up? The industry's changed. You, so, but do you even see it with the older Japanese clients? They're right. like, you what? Didn't, you didn't Especially get into vintage. Especially the ones vintage. that didn't come during the pandemic. Right. You didn't get into vintage and thrifting because you wanted to be rich. You did it because you had a, you needed, a, you had a love for it. Yeah. You enjoyed it. The process was fun. You didn't know what you were going to find. I it know, was a I'll treasure hunt. Much. It was also not so pigeonholed, you know? Like, I sold everything 
Now yeah. it's like so genre based. It's insane, you know. Because so much of it is and gone mainstream. So you're trying to ca- catch a trend as opposed to just buying what you like. You know, yeah, sure. There's people out there that just sell denim or just sell T-shirts. But for some of the the arrogance and the attitudes out there for someone who's just selling one thing and they think they have this like oh. massive <laughs> range of knowledge, it's like. Try selling some dresses, try selling shoes, sunglasses. You know, it's like I I have always tried to appreciate all realms of vintage. There are certain things, obviously, we don't process here. We don't get really old things that are like borderline antique level. Just me. Um, just you. Yeah, <laughs> you're the uh, antique here. So, but, you know, I, I try to, if somebody reaches out to me, oh, hi, Bridget, you know, do you have this? Even if we don't. I respect the fact that that's what they do. But, you know, some of this just like I know everything and I am the smartest in this industry. And it's like because what you sell one category of items. You just, those are the people you just ignore because you'll be gone soon. Yeah. No, yeah. I think there's going to be like a, a washout because like I, I, I said. It's every industry. It's every industry. We have this bubble, and now p- there's going to be people yeah. who are going to say, you know what, I need to, I know I know someone that did that. They were doing really well, and then they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to get a full-time job. And yeah. they got a full-time because job got that has to absolutely do. nothing to do with vintage. Yeah. Um, I am an exception to that, obviously, because I found a, a job where it's not just like reselling my own stuff. It's I'm, I'm working for you and this company. Jobs like this are incredibly rare. Um, so it's like, I think, like I said, just a, a reconfiguration of what people have been doing to move forward and, and well, ride, I like to ride thank the you wave for, uh, of the industry. Uh, upping your contract. Upping my contract. Yeah. To stay. Yeah. <laughs> Guess, guess how much? Well, so she upped it for another 10 years. Another 10 years. Yeah, with the 1% I increase. I told you I could last 10 years here after about a week in Fresno. I'm like, oh, God, I could probably only last 10 years. Guess here. how many resignation letters she's given me. <laughs> I, I did. There was how one many? really rough day. Um, I think I've, I don't know. Three. <laughs> At least, yeah. Yeah. And then I've just said I quit. Yeah. But yeah. So there was one day I think I I was about to call an Uber because uh, <laughs> I had r- rode into work with Art <laughs> and I was quitting. Yeah, can you imagine if I just like quit? People, I think people would be shocked. People would be shocked. But let me just tell you, I have no job offers, so <laughs> even if I did, I wouldn't want to leave. I know someone who'd hire you in a second. Who's that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be under a different company. You'd have to start from the bottom again. Oh, and I'd get the big office. <laughs> hey, that might be a Listen. reason to do it. Oh, my God. My What's office wrong? is the size of her closet. <laughs> I mean, the closet here. I don't have a closet here. What? That, what little, that? that little storage area? That is my room. That is not. That, that is, is my your office. Your office is bigger than that. Oh, First off, on. this room was dark and damp and scary. You, It was your kid's playroom depressing playroom depressing ass playroom let me tell you <laughs> i was trying to keep them calm that's true god it worked i yeah. mean i remember being like man that place I it was a nap room. room it was a nap room everybody would come in there and sleep and then sick people and i'm just like no ugh, get it out of here <laughs> <laughs> 10 years i'm glad you stayed oh me too good me too 
Is there any major goals you have or like what's what's the what's the plan with the business? So you're you're very spry for your age, but yeah. I think at some point in time you might not want to do this anymore. I think I'll know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when you hang up your cleats, mm. you kind of know it's time when you're not enjoying the game anymore and you're not enjoying yeah. the process. Yeah. Like you have to enjoy the process. And I still love jumping on a pallet racking. I love getting bales and opening them. I love our clients. I love packing their stuff and shipping it to them. I think the thing I, I absolutely hate the most is doing business in California because I feel like I waste so much time just doing paperwork. Needless, stupid paperwork, this tax, that tax, this employee, that yeah. employee. Living in that California is the worst is part. Fucking nightmare. But the actual business I love still and yeah. gets me excited. You know, you know how I am. Like, you know, when we're when we're going home, I'm just thinking about the next day. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I got to do this, 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 this. So it's still exciting. But the way I see it is like my goal is to trim down, mm. like have less space than I do now. Give up a section. Yeah. Give up a section and then eventually work. Like we have, realistically, we have five sections of a huge place. Yeah. So... I would love to be two, one, one. The, this one with the office. Yeah, and that's it. That'd be nice. Manageable, cleaner. You know, I think it's doable. It's doable. You just gotta figure out a way to stop buying things we don't need. I mean, we do buy a lot of things that sell and that are useful, but like, yeah, the storing of things, you know. Yeah, well, you got to remember a lot of this, the stuff that we are storing is just gold and it's stuff that, I mean, like we get a lot of orders for the rework projects that someone needs 2,000 of this, right. 3,000 of that. So that kind of stuff takes up space. Like we probably have like 5,000 woodland pants, 10,000 woodland shirts, Yeah, you know, 20,000 blank sweatshirts, you know, military pants, military jackets. And, and probably blank t-shirts, probably over a hundred thousand pieces, you know, belts, you name it. It takes space. And so what happens is when those orders come in, you don't want to go chasing. So I like to have it. And that's why to me, I'd rather invest in good quality stock yeah. than shitty Wall Street stock yeah. because this I control. You yeah, know, but I guess that, but at some point in time, it's like you don't need that much. You're in a one, when you decide you don't want to do this anymore, you need to... Right. Cut back, cut back, cut back. Right. Or and unless you want to sell with... the business as like as is, you know. Right. But then what I would do with you, I make a stipulation to have to keep you. Well, no, I'm gonna have my ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have my ranch with a little workshop on the property. Yeah. And I'm gonna have my own little wholesale business. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> too. I like and, this. And I'm gonna have my rescue. Your rescue? My uh, small animal Your rescue. Your biscuits? My Bridget's Biscuit miniature animal rescue. Uh, and I will have my own little warehouse space. And I will continue doing one-of-a-kind vintage because that's minute. always been my passion. Are you hiring? Uh, Yeah, shop uh, boy. <laughs> shop boy. I can scoop poop if you have horses. Yeah. Scoop. Yeah. yeah I'll I have a hat. I'll hire you as, uh, I don't know what. I get a title. Chief. 
chief director. Chief I need I need to be some direct poop director. Director of manure. <laughs> Yeah. director of i don't know yeah i'll always do this i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'll always buy form. and sell something i don't know i mean who's who knows what what um you know what this could look like for you or for i when we're done doing it in this shape and form um that's what it's so fun huh i would you know ev- obviously evolving. i do i i do i want to write a book eventually um I like the educational piece of it. You know, it's just, it's hard because a lot of the younger generation of people, they just, they're not interested in learning, you know? I even like recently, you know I've what? told let's, people, let's like, why don't you listen to our podcast? And they're like, no thanks, no podcast for me. And I'm just like, okay. Let's not sell all young kids short. There are some wonderful oh, no. ones out there. I know like there that are. one young lady who buys the blanks for someone so young. Yes. She is wonderful, likes to learn. Yeah. Yeah. No, so not I, all of them are like that. That's life, though. There, yeah. every every group of people has its bad and its good. You Correct. know, we know that. Um, yeah. Some people don't want to admit that, but that's life. You know, it's just like there's. That's how my mom raised me. It doesn't matter who a person is, what they look like, where they're from. There's bad and there's good. There's good and there's evil. You know, but just lately, it's been it's been pretty. But it's the thing been is, pretty rough with some of these comments. You know stuff, what it is. You know, that's what comes through. Right? A good person really sometimes, oh, that's nice. But they don't take that extra effort to say, I really like this. Some do. But the asshole will always say something. Yeah. And so you think, oh my God, everybody's like that. No, no, I don't say that. I'm not like that. I don't, I don't say every person falls into this, every person in that age group or that gender group or whatever. But I think for me, it's like, you know what? Fuck me. Who cares about me? The fact that someone could be so heartless and arrogant and not want to learn from you and i block them i block these people so unless they have a burner account or another way to watch our content they lose access to it and it's like wow like you really just think you're so cool like you just lost access to a man's brain who has been doing this for so long at the top of the industry it's just it's mind-numbing for me because i've always i'm i'm an eternal learner yeah I would, I would love, if I had the time, I would be getting a degree in something. You know, if I had the time to spend on getting another degree, I would just keep getting degrees because I love to learn. I just don't have the time. Um, so for me, like that is just... Um, just contrary to how you tick. Yeah. It just... They'd know. rather talk. Yeah. Yeah, tick tock. I see what you did there. I didn't even know I was going to do that. <laughs> I'm clever. Clever. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I was curious as to where you saw the, do you think your brother, do you think your brother will want out sooner than you? Oh, he's wanted out for a long time, but right now he's, he's working really hard to develop some things that are hopefully will pan out in a way where, you know, he doesn't have to try to do so much. Hmm. And just let some of these lines that will be at the show blossom. Brands that we work with? Well, some of them aren't so much that we work with that we actually are part of. So yeah. if they succeed and they blow up, then it becomes a good thing for all of us. Yeah. Well, for you guys. For all of us. I mean, yeah. We have profit sharing here. Remember oh, that. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Very fair. I was going to say, employee. these people don't even know I'm alive. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's fine. It's fine by me, yeah. That's why you always, you know, one of the things that Bridget does a lot is like, does you, who's this brother? Who's your brother doing this? What's your brother doing that? I'm like, does your brother know we're doing this? I'm like, no. The one thing that I think makes our operation unique is me and my brother, as much as we talk probably like five to 20 times a day, depending on the day that he can't find his head because it's usually behind him, is we don't really get too tied up into each other's business. We, we have free reign. But that, that, I guess, has always kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, because it doesn't work for you. Because no, you like not. to discuss everything with me. Whereas me and him, I have absolute trust in him, and he has absolute trust in me, and but, we just go. So I work because for it's, a company. It's, it's redundant. I work for a company that's two brothers working together, but yet I feel like I've worked like seven. If I could, I could probably count on one hand how many days I felt like I've worked with your brother in seven years here. Because like I feel he like he is, doesn't even know I exist. Well, that's you know? lame. That's not lame. It's just how I feel. What is your interaction with him supposed to be? I don't. What what project do you want to work with him? Do you want to work with one of these companies that you'd rather have no interest in? No, because no. they wouldn't want me involved. These these but, are like because that's not your job. Companies. That's not your job. Does that make? Do you plan on going to LA and staying there for a week? Oh, well, you I tried try, that. I tried. You tried that, and just was and you saw what happened. Irritating and annoying. Exactly. Yeah. In the last few times I've gone down, I couldn't even stay there three years. Three years. Sorry, three hours. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I know. You asked me if I wanted to go. I said, absolutely not. Yeah. So the so the thing is, it's it's kind of, the only time we get involved is like he'll send up clients here because they'll need a couple thousand pairs of jeans, and we have it here. They'll come pick and take it, and I ship it down to L.A. to their wash houses, their sewing facilities. So that's one interaction of same client working together. Or like recently, I just sent down a 1,000 parkas and uh, tents yeah. and sweatshirts for a client of his requested. Since we have so much space, I do most of the processing here, do everything, and then it goes. Or like today, he a client that I had sent a bunch of Carhartt jackets for approved the 50 I sent, so they want another 200 jackets. So that's how we work together. But we don't, we don't go... I know it's different to understand, but it's just like we don't like we don't like get into the details. We deal with the big thing and we let the individual deal with the details like he doesn't get involved with all these new contacts I've made on the East Coast in getting the military, the tents that all the different suppliers I found. Right. Yeah, And then that's fine. It's just it's, it's it's different. It's weird for me when you have a business name that it's like brothers and your symbol is like two big manly arms like connected together but yet i feel like those were your arms <laughs> <laughs> we used you as a model that's right <laughs> yeah beef cake beef cake in it big um, big weight <laughs> i don't know it's just it's it's different to well, me well you gotta remember I we were in from, la together this is the this job is completely different than any job i've ever had because you gotta realize i came here from a corporate job where it's like you know, you get a touch base on your calendar every day and you have to talk to your boss and talk huh. to their boss That's and why talk to, working your, for yourself, to the people that work under you. And Working for yourself is the most rewarding and it's the hardest job. Yeah. Because you have to motivate yourself. You have to create your own opportunities. And ultimately you're working. And that's why I don't, I mean, think about the last time I had a set of things for you to do for me. It's been a long time. 
you're pretty much running your own business now. <laughs> Have you noticed that? But I still help you with stuff for the business. No, no, no. It's it's for the business, but you're running it. I'm yeah. not micromanaging. I'm not saying how many shirts are in that box. How many is this? What's that? Who's this going to? What's that? I let you handle it all. And the only interaction we'll have is, hey, I don't like the shipping rate. Can you please check to see if you can get a better one? <laughs> right? I don't micromanage because I trust you fully. And that's how me and my brother are. We don't yeah. micromanage each other because all you do is slow each other down and you'll get in arguments because, I mean, I argue with myself, right? Because I don't agree on something or I have a tough decision to make and I'll ask your opinion. So imagine doing that with another person. Have me and you ever argued about something? <laughs> <laughs> right? And actually there's, it's just a difference of opinion. On the weather channel, the local on the eights. Yeah. Every hour. On Every the hour, hour on the hour. <laughs> but, and that's what it is. It's constructive debate. Yeah. And we go back and forth until we figure out, oh, okay, you're right. And then you'll apologize to me because I was right. Mm, yeah. No, nah, I'm kidding. She's usually right. Oh, I don't know how, but she is. <laughs> no, I will, and I will admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Remember in 2020? Yeah. And then now you have so much more freedom because you're not tied to this one thing that you were doing as yeah. a favor yeah. to a company and you're completely done with it. And, you know, and I think that's such an important lesson that maybe you should do a bonus episode on. I don't do bonus episodes anymore. You don't? Well, no. and we'll include it here. Okay, I ended so, the patron program because... I just didn't feel like I could give it my all anymore. And that for me is just like, you know, that's important. You know, I, uh, the people that were contributing to it monetarily were doing it for a long time. And when I felt like I couldn't give it my all anymore, then that was like time to end it. Um, but yeah, I don't want to talk about that publicly yet. Uh, but if you want to talk about it, well, uh, I want to talk about it because no, no, I'm talking about you, meaning the audience, if anybody oh. would like to, you can send me an email or send me a DM and we can talk about the situation I was in and what happened uh, with a company. Um, but we're almost at an hour. I was going to do the admin and then wrap up. You cut me off. No, I'm not cutting you off. Oh. Go right. ahead. Finish. No. Huh? Well, you were saying about how I've been freed up. You've been freed up, and it's it's a very important lesson, and it was a lesson I was trying to get you to understand probably four months prior to it coming to a head and yeah. you finally saying, I'm done. And because I had gone through it. I had gone through it with the Rose Bowl. Yeah. See, the Rose Bowl became more than... It became not positive like I wanted it and what it was in the beginning. Right. And because the business was evolving, clients were, and we were starting to manufacture, we were starting to do stuff. And what was happening is, you know, when you're selling to bigger companies, higher companies, and you're selling something at a premium because they can get it from you from your warehouse, and then you go and you, you're pimping it out at the Rose Bowl, it's not good, right? It makes you look like you have no class. Yeah. And so we said, you know what? We don't want to compete with our own customers. We don't want to do that. And it was hard to give up something you were doing for so long because it became a like a pattern, a habit. And it was nice to get, you know, five to ten grand cash and, you know, and meet people. And it was a social thing. It was like a reward for the whole week of working with clients at the warehouse. So to give that up, to give that money, you know, when, you know, it wasn't like we were making tons of money then, was like, okay, the whole adage of, take two steps back to go 10 steps forward. 
And that was the thing with you. You you enjoyed the extra bonuses from this and you were nervous. Like, how are you going to recoup that? And I said, just let it go because I saw the time commitment, the mental commitment and the strain it was putting on you. And then once you it happened, you bloomed and you blossomed and you were doing what you were doing in 30 days of stress. You were doing that in two days, sometimes a day, sometimes in a week. Yeah. And you're like, holy, and I'm so happy you trusted yourself and did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate, it's scary. The ultimate but it's, fuck you email that yeah, I sent. <laughs> but it's a lesson to our friends and clients and people out there with, in a situation like fear. It's okay to be scared, but it's not okay to not do anything about it. Yeah. That's the Agreed. thing. You need to have action to fix that fear. Whether you leave it and move on or whether you go in and you kick ass and write a scathing email and tell them to kiss your butt. Yeah. But lack of action, not acceptable. No. Hmm. Here's our admin. It's admin time. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. I do prefer communicating via email, especially for appointments and orders. You can check out our website. It's mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. We have retail and wholesale shopping there. You can also see our wholesale FAQ page, a great thing to read before you reach out to make an appointment. We're also on social media at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com, on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, hopefully some of our new followers on both channels have come over to listen to the podcast. And uh, let's see, what else? Um, trying to think my old admin. It's been so long since I did it. We don't have the patron program anymore. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to rate or review the podcast, you can do so. If you use the Apple Podcast app, you can do it right there. Or you can do so on Podchaser. Podchaser is open to all phones. So if you have a Droid, iPhone, whatever, you can do it on there. Um, because we weren't doing the podcast, we weren't getting any new ratings or reviews. So it would be lovely to uh, get that because, as you know, life is one big algorithm now. And it's the same in the podcasting world. And just like likes and comments and shares help you on social media, um, ratings and reviews help on you know the podcast channels so like with somebody's listening to a fashion podcast if they get their suggestions for similar shows they'll see us because we've been recommended to them so a rating and a review is appreciated it's free it takes just a few seconds of your time we love ratings but we really love reviews and um I tell think me how much you love me <laughs> Tell Art how much you love him or me or, or not. Um, it's fine. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? No. No. Thank, Thank you. Thank you oh. for Jinx. 10 wonderful years learning from you because I have. And thank you for putting up with the city and thank you for putting up with me. And uh, I'm an Aries, so that, that makes me quite volatile. But... It's instant volatility. <laughs> yeah. Fire with fire. So it works out really well because we get so much stuff done and done very well. So I'm more excited for the future than I am for the past. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Why are you crying? Oh, Jesus. All right, my friends. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind. 
And don't be basic. And don't be basic. Bye. Bye.